Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 197. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be here with someone that I have looked up to, studied, and followed for years. JJ Virgin, celebrity nutrition and fitness expert, is here with us today. JJ, it is an honor to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. So I feel bad even reading a bio because I feel like a bio in no way, shape, or form can contain um, just the unstoppable force that is JJ. She broke her first million dollars in business while she was literally in the ICU with her son, and we're going to talk about that today. But just to give you guys a little bit of her background and backstory before we dive in, I will share a bit of her bio. So JJ teaches clients how to lose weight and master their mindset so they can lead bigger, better lives lives. She is the author of, get this, four New York Times bestsellers, The Virgin Diet, The Virgin Diet Cookbook, JJ's Virgin's Sugar Impact Diet, The Sugar Impact Diet Cookbook, and her memoir, Miracle Mindset, A Mother, Her Son, and Life's Hardest Lessons, explores the powerful lessons in strength and positivity that she learned after her son, Grant, was the victim of a brutal hit-and-run accident. JJ hosts the popular JJ Virgin Lifestyle Show podcast and regularly writes for Huffington Post, Rodale Wellness, and other major blogs and magazines. She's also a frequent guest on TV. You've probably seen her out there before, as well as radio stations. She speaks at major events. Um, In addition to teaching and selling products and programs around nutrition and fitness, she's also a business coach and a founder of the Premier Health Entrepreneur event and community, the Mindshare Summit. And you can find everything about JJ on her home base on the web at jjvirgin.com. So JJ, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Well, it is the month of February, and February is the month that I call quitting month, JJ, because that excitement about all of those goals and dreams that you set in the month of January begin to fizzle out, uh, those wellness goals that you were so deeply committed to just a few weeks ago um, now seem to be taking the back burner, and so there couldn't be a better person to bring on the show today <laughs> than you to not only help us get our health and wellness you know, back on track, but to help people break through the mindset said of struggle and overwhelm that they may be feeling. And I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of the story of, you know, what happened with your son. I really want our listeners to understand kind of the depth of what you've been through and and overcame to get to where you are today. So it was right before the Virgin Diet was coming out. And I had invested everything into that book. So my back was against the wall. You know, if you want to take the islands, you burn all the boats. I went all in on the book. So I'd taken the advance. I'd taken my savings. I'd borrowed. And I was I was going all in to get this book out to the world. I felt like it was going to be my big breakthrough in business. And my son was out walking, crossing the street, gets hit by a car. They think going probably 40 miles an hour. No one knows because she got out of her car, gasped when she saw my son in a heap in the road, got back in her car and drove off. And a neighbor saw her do that, pulled pulled up, called 911. He was airlifted to our local hospital. We got there and they told us that 
He had a torn aorta that kills 90% of the people right on the scene. His was basically an onion skin. And they said it was going to rupture sometime in the next 24 hours. Now he's 16. Okay. And he had multiple brain bleeds and 13 fractures. He literally had bones sticking through his skin, covered in road rash with glass and gravel. And he had to have this aorta repaired. But because of his brain bleeds, they couldn't do it at this hospital. It was a super specialized surgery. He would have to go to another hospital. And the doctor says, you know, he'll never survive another airlift. And even if he were to survive another airlift, he's not going to survive the surgery. And even in the, you know, off chance he could survive that, he'd be so brain damaged, it wouldn't be worth it. And my 15-year-old son and my ex-husband were with me and my 15-year-old son, Bryce, looks at that doctor and says, so like a 0.25% chance he'd make it. And the doctor says, yep, that sounds about right, son. And Bryce looks at him and goes, we'll take those odds. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I walked outside at that point and I kind of checked in because I was like, what would Grant want? Like, you know, because my biggest fear is I'd go through all of this and, and he'd be, you know, a vegetable and, and I wanted to do what was ever going to be best for him. And I get this big hit, fight for me, mom. So I go back in, we overrule the doctor, we get him airlifted. And we get him to this amazing hospital where they have five surgical teams waiting. You know, I walk in, the doctor goes, we've got this. He goes, we do this all the time. I'm like, okay. He goes, you don't need to worry. I'll fix his aorta. I'll come get you when I'm done. I'm like, all right, that sounds great. I'll go over there. You know, I literally, Kelly, I went into the waiting room and I had to write these blog posts. I was doing this show for Discovery at the time and I had, I had stuff to do. And I was like, all right, well, if you say so, I'm going to go with that. I'll go over here. I did that. He comes in, he goes, okay, he's all fixed. His aorta's fine. Now, I'm just the plumber. I have no idea about his brain. Like you'll have to ask the neurosurgeons. So it's like, you're so happy. And then you're like, oh, and the neurosurgeons come in and they go, we don't think I'll ever wake up. And, you know, doom and gloom. And I walk into the ICU. He has got like his fingers on one hand, his left hand. That's all I can touch. Everything else is, oh. is casted or bandaged or gravel or raw. And, and there's, there's the beeping sounds of, all of the different things managing his life support and his ventilator and the tube out of his brain to manage the pressure on his brain and everything's alarms are going off and I'm holding his hand and I said, Grant, you know, we love you so much. And he's not responding. He's in a deep coma. And I said, your brother Bryce loves you. And I feel the faintest little squeeze. And I said, I floated another name out because I thought, you know, I haven't had any sleep. I'm hallucinating and a uh, name I knew he wouldn't respond to. And he didn't. And, and then I said, your girlfriend, he like was crazy about this girl. Like your girlfriend, Mackenzie loves you so much. And he picked my hand up off the bed and I looked at him and I go, I go, was like, he's in there. I go, Grant, you do not need to worry. <laughs> you know, at that point he's, we've always been very in tune. And I thought if I'm feeling fear, he's feeling fear. I'm like, you do not need to worry. We've got this. You're going to, you're going to be better than before. You'll be 110%. I just need you to fight. We're fighting over here and we will get through this. And I just carried that theme, Kelly. It was like, all right, the question I asked, and it turns out that curiosity is one of the key ways to build resilience is we asked the right question. Like, how do you get them to be 110%? You think in business, because I mean, uh, any entrepreneur has gone through rough patches in their business. And if you haven't yet, you will. And you will throughout your business cycles. They go up and down and up and down. It's part of business. It's not one straight up curve you know, right. yeah. ever, ever. And so, you know, it's like one of those things that you just know that you have to keep asking the right question. How do I, you know, 
how do I get this book out to the world? How do I get more people into my program? How do I, those right questions as you're going through it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why is my business failing? If you focus that way, it will. So that's what I've been doing for the last four and a half years. And I literally launched the Virgin Diet sitting next to him in the ICU. I knew that the only way, you know, I had to, I had to make that book work because I'm the financial support for my family. I'm it. And I had everything invested in it, but I wasn't leaving him because, you know, the like number three leading cause of death is death by doctors. It happens in the hospital. So I'm staying put. And it was interesting because I did break my first, I like almost made a million dollars a year before. And I broke my first million dollars sitting next to him bedside. I've got the picture of me sitting next to him bedside with my laptop talking to him while he's in a coma. But I made a decision in the hospital because I realized I couldn't go in the ICU if I was sick. Like you can't, he had such a high infection risk. We were gloved and masked and I couldn't make the life and death decisions that we still were making or do the interviews I was doing out of the interview room that UCLA provided for me. I mean, it was like, I was doing all of it and I was, I went, I put at the very top of everything I did because it was all about, you know, my sons, my book, but on top of all of that was my self care because I knew that if I was going to perform at this level, there was no margin for error. I couldn't get sick. I couldn't like, oh, I wasn't really focused today. I did the wrong decision. You know, it's like it just there was no room for that. So I literally was eating perfectly. I was exercising a lot of times just running up and down the hospital stairs and I was getting eight hours of sleep every night. And I just made that like the top priority above all of it. I'm just, I've never been speechless before. I'm not the kind of person that's lost for words very often. I'm crying and I feel like I'm going to throw up at the same time. And I've heard well, the don't story. Throw up. I've heard the story so many times. Like I, I follow your work and, but hearing you like tell it in that way and actually like being in that moment with you, I, I just, I can't even believe the power to be able to pick up those pieces and have that clarity in that situation to be able to even make those correct assessments that you did and, and to do what you did is just, it's, it's mind boggling. And I think I want to go back to something that you just said. I, I think at, at moments, all entrepreneurs feel moments of despair and, and moments of like, on a daily basis. Yes, oh my yes, gosh. <laughs> yes. I do every day, every day I'm scared to death, depressed for, you know, like it's, it's, it's the biggest personal development journey you'll ever go on building your own business. And it's not going to be sunshine and butterflies. Like no. anyone who thinks it is, is, you know, wrong, wrong direction. Absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And I, I, I always laugh because people ask me on podcasts all the time. Oh, can you remember the last time that you really failed at something? I'm like, yeah, it was like an hour ago. It's every Yesterday. couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so you made that decision to prioritize your health. And, and one of the reasons that I was like bouncing off the wall is so excited to get you on the show, JJ, is, you know, one of the biggest trends that I see with entrepreneurs and small business owners is that their health and their, their self-care is so compromised that they are functioning at such an incredibly low level that I, I truly believe in many instances, it is the health and wellness, despite the hard work, that's the reason why they're not achieving their goals. So talk to me about that. No question. Here's in my hierarchy of like how to be successful as an entrepreneur, the top will be mindset because without that, nothing else will matter. If you don't think you're good enough, you're worthy, you know, you've got a message that needs to go out there in the world. You're going to build your courage and resilience. Nothing else will happen right underneath that is your health. And 
I really looked at this over the last couple of years because everyone was like, how did you do that? And, you know, five years ago, Kelly, if you said to me, oh, so what would you do if your son was hit by a car lying, lying in the hospital, hovering between life and death, and you had to launch this book, make sure your other son was okay? Um, I'd go, no way could I do that, right? It's not yeah. like I went, oh, yeah, absolutely, I got that. You know, no right. way. But we're never better than we're challenged. And, and ultimately, you're stronger than you think. And, but I started to look at, like, how did I do that? Because success leaves clues, right? And yes. how do I, I started to study everyone around me who is a badass, who's doing amazing things in their business. And guess what? They'd all been through adversity. No one grows when it's sunny and beautiful and life is easy. There's no growth there. You know, I can't think of one perfect situation in my life where I went, wow, I learned so much there. Never. Right. Doesn't. Exactly. Right. Never, ever. And, you know, so they'd all gone through adversity and they all share very common attributes in their mindset. But I also can't think of anyone who I know who's really successful, who doesn't prioritize their health. Not one. And I hang out with some of the most amazing entrepreneurs in the world, like unbelievable people, and they all take care of their health. You cannot be at that level and put your health on the back burner because you won't be able to think straight. You won't be able to focus. You know, it is honestly and and people will look at you like I I know that if you really want to work at that level, it's you've got to be disciplined. You've got to be focused. And that starts with how you take care of yourself. If you don't respect yourself and feel like you're worthy enough to do that, you won't be successful. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I, I think that we all kind of tell the stories of how busy we are and how much we have on our plate. And it's really easy to fall into those traps and, you know, to make bad decisions about our health and wellness. And that impacts our mindset. And then, you know, that ultimately, you know, kind of determines our success mm-hmm. overall. But so, I mean, you did it, you, you mentioned already, you were running the stairs in the hospital. Like, tell me more about how you took this devita- devastating situation and, and were able to maintain self-care. Because if you can do it while, you know, basically camping at the ICU, I'm pretty sure all of our listeners can find a way to do it for themselves in, in their situation. You know, here's the thing. It's, it all comes down to building in habits. And that's the biggest thing that really saved me in the hospital. Because as I looked at this, I'm like, how was I able to do all of this? And it was because it was already how I was living. And I think one of the challenges is we, you know, at the beginning of the year, we're like, okay, you know, this year's going to be different. Yes. And, and here's the thing. If you want this year to be different, you've got to be different. Yeah. So you set a big goal the first thing that's got to change is your mindset because if you bring your same person to the goals, you will have the same, same results. That's just the bottom line. But then you're not going to change that mindset in an instant, but you'll change it by deciding, okay, I'm going to start building in habits. You know, the habit of getting up, I get up every morning, I do my gratitude journal, I have my healthy shake, I, you know, I, I fit my exercise in, it's worked into my schedule every day. You just put the habits in place so that they serve you and you don't have to think about them anymore. We don't think about brushing our teeth. We don't think, oh God, I got to remember to do that today. That's right? It. That's it. You know, it's like, you don't think about checking your email or doing, so just, this has to become like that. These, and you don't throw 10 of them into your life at once. Start with one right? and then dial it and then do the next. And all of a sudden, if you do that, you turn around in a month, two months, three months, and your life is entirely different. Yeah. You've shifted your whole mindset. Then you can reach anything. That's what makes you unstoppable. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. One of the big things that I learned from you back a long t- years ago when I first started following you was you you would always talk about replacement instead of deprivation and how, you know, replacement allowed you to not, you know, do the yo-yo and the bounce that everybody does. Can you talk about some of the most common things around that and give our listeners some suggestions there? Yes. Well, nature hates a vacuum. And I learned this, you know, I've been doing this 30 years. Oh my gosh, actually longer when you think about it. Wow. That's frightening. Um, so, but what I've learned over the years is when I first started this, I'm like, okay, you know, we're just going to pull all these things out of your diet. And the next thing I know, I was like, wow, they're putting worse things in their place. Like you can't just Mm -hmm. pull things out of your diet or pull things out of your life and expect someone not to fill it in with something else because it was serving some kind of purpose or need, right? So what I like to do is a shift or a a swap in whatever you're doing. Like if you have a habit every day of like going to the bar after work, go to the gym. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just do a replacement Mm -hmm. activity. If you get up in the morning and you're having a muffin, which is just a cupcake and a latte, you know, have a shake, just start replacing that activity. Pick one at a time. And the closer it is, like if you're used to having, say, I mean, who eats candy bars? I guess people still eat candy bars because they're still selling them. I'm always amazed. I go, I go like, who buys, who the heck buys a candy bar? So but, you know, like eat a protein bar instead. You just start right. making those swaps instead. So don't have the diet soda, have the ice cream tea. Just swap these things out. But don't just go, I'm not going to have that thing anymore and not put an alternative activity in. I was doing this really bizarre show called Freaky Eaters. And that was the big thing that we did. It was these people who were obsessed with eating a specific thing. And it was like, all right, well, how do we create the replacements for that food so that they won't miss it because it's serving, it's fulfilling a need. Hmm. I remember one of the things that you had talked about was seltzer and like replacing drinking soda with seltzer. And I started drinking seltzer and I I drink water all the time anyway, but that was like a huge thing. I think that's something that could be really helpful for people. Talk to me a little bit. I like to call the shake, the daily shake, like the five minute miracle, you know, the way that you can can get, right. I I call (laughs) the shake and I learned that from you. And I call the shake the five minute miracle because it's like the one decision that you can make every day that literally like you can maintain your nutrition by getting the majority of, you know, the vitamins and nutrients that you need for the entire day. And in that one decision, what would you say these days is like the the top kind of recipe that you would recommend for people that are looking to get as much of their nutrition in that one daily shake as they possibly can? Yeah. And I love like, here's the thing that you have, you have control over your morning. You really have control over the whole day, but sometimes stuff blows up, right? But at least in the morning, you've got it. So the best thing you can do, and you really set what's called the metabolic tone for the day in the morning. Like if you start the morning off with a high sugar impact breakfast, you're going to just roller coaster your blood sugar all day long. It just, Mm -hmm. it just starts a whole, whole bad move. So first thing in the morning is to start the day with a shake. I have been doing this now for 25 years and I travel with my Nutribullet. When my son was in the hospital, the first thing as he spit up his because he did. He hacked up his feeding tube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. He's so stubborn. So he hacks up his because we told him you can't get it out till Monday and it was Sunday. And the next thing I know, I'm like, well, or today you can get it out today. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you know, but I brought in a Nutribullet and I started making smoothies for him because you you're right. You can shove a lot of nutrition in. So mm-hmm. I actually use a protein now that's a concentrated bone broth protein that I developed. And 
um, I'll still use, I have a vegan one because I still have a lot of vegans, plant-based people in my world, but those that aren't, I like bone broth is key. And so I use a bone broth protein. It's just my paleo inspired protein. I use um, some leafy greens, you know, some spinach or kale. I prefer throwing some spinach in there. And then, and the great thing is you cannot taste this. And then I'll throw in some berries and I throw in some avocado and I throw in some extra fiber and some coconut milk. It's super easy. And a lot of times I'll throw in a little bit of extra um, MCT oil just to, um, it's very thermogenic, helps your body burn fat. So that's it. It keeps me full for hours. And that's really the test. If you've done it correctly, you should be able to go four to six hours before you need to eat again. If you're hungry a couple hours after you eat, you've got to look back at that meal and go, did it have enough of the trifecta of fat, protein, and fiber? Because those are the key things to have steady energy and balanced blood sugar. And when it comes down to it, it is just balanced blood sugar throughout the day changes your mood, your focus helps you burn off belly fat. It's everything. Yeah. That's perfect. That's, that's so powerful. And I mean, it's, it's, I I think it's, like I said, I mean, it's less than five minutes and it changes so much about, you know, your, your nutritional makeup and your intake. And you're right. Then the morning first thing you have that little bit of control before everything explodes. And so it's a great time to make that one decision. Um, Tell me about the bone broth. I've never, I don't, I don't know anything about that. I don't know if a lot of our listeners do either. So could you talk to that just for a quick Uh moment? So bone broth is an amazing, um, it's like, it's been, it's been around forever, but it's been resuscitated because one of my girlfriends actually wrote this book called the bone broth diet and helped get kind of awareness to it again and did it on public television. But basically you throw, you throw chicken carcasses or beef carcasses into a pot, you know, with some carrots and celery and stuff like that, a little apple cider vinegar and some some um, water and boil it and you get the collagen and the protein from the chicken. So that's great, except I'm not going to do it very often. Like I do it when Kellyanne comes over to my house. <laughs> I actually buy bone broth from the store. But what we did was we took the um, carcasses, the beef carcasses, and got all of the, we boiled it down. We then ground it down so that we get the collagen and protein and all of that is very rebuilding. It's got great amino acids and it's amazing for your health. It's amazing for your immune system. It's amazing for healing. Like if you're having any kind of surgery or you're an athlete, it's great for your hair, skin and nails. So it's just, it's the yummiest way to get it because it's chocolate or vanilla. Gotcha. <laughs> it's easy and not messy, you know, and I didn't have to cook which is always a bonus score. Yes, so. definitely. And I know you have a great store on your website. So for anybody listening that wants to start, you know, kind of getting yourselves up and running on these things, you know, definitely head over to, to jjvirgin.com. So JJ, you've, you've grown like out of being just this celebrity nutritionist and all the things that you were already doing, which was like massive into the realm of mindset and personal development and even business growth. So, and, and you have this new project on the miracle mindset based on all of these things that you've experienced and overcome and achieved. Can you talk to us a little bit about that project? Oh my gosh. You know, these are things, and this is an important thing to really get out to everyone is like when you're launching a new brand, really think three years. You know, I think that there's this all this idea out there that you can do things quick and they're going to be huge. You know, it's like you get it out there and it's like, woof. It's like they really take time to grow and build. Like the virgin diet 
was the result of years of me talking all over the country about weight loss resistance. And then this, everyone kept asking about food allergies. Then I did a program online about it. Then it turned, it turned into the virgin diet. It was years before it went there. And everyone kept asking about sugar. And I'd had this whole formulation about how to deal with sugar. And that's where the sugar impact diet came. These were years. This wasn't like, oh, you know what I think I'll do. And so, you know, right. And that's so important because no one sees the heavy lift. No No one sees that. They just go, oh my gosh, look at, they think everything's an overnight success. Mm -hmm. I don't know one overnight success. I know people who've worked their butt off, failed their way to the top. And that's the only way I know how to do it. So the last 18 months, literally, my book agent kept going, you got to write the book, you got to write the book on this, because she actually, she was with me during this whole time. And so was my documentary producer, who's my PBS producer, they were both with me during the whole hospital time. And my agent had twins, and she almost lost her twins when she was pregnant, the doctors were telling her she had to let them go. And she was like, I just kept hearing you. I just kept remembering what you went through and you gave me the strength to get through this. You've got to write this book. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, but I kept hearing people asking me how I did it. And I thought, all right, clearly I need to do this. Yeah. I had no idea how much work it would be because I'd forgotten. It's just like, I've, I've got two kids. You totally forget right. what, what like having babies is like, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. it's like, so I'm, I'm writing the book and then I think, well, I've got to do a documentary because I always do shows around my books and then I've got to create a program. I mean, it just was like, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger, could, I should, you know, could have just written a book. And as I'm building all of this and getting deeper into it and I'm starting to take people through the, I created a program, I took a group of students through it, I'm seeing the results of it. It has been the most amazing work of my life and it has brought up the most fear, the most imposter syndrome, who am I to do this? And you know, you're getting this message out to the world and it's so different, Kelly, because if you write a diet book, hey, the other message here is you're gonna have haters. There's gonna be people like, you know, we don't like your program and that doesn't work and blah, you know, you're always gonna have that. You're always gonna have it. And that's okay. If you don't like my diet book, you don't like my diet book. But if you don't like my memoir, you don't like me. You know, if I just put it out into the world. I shared all my most personal stuff. I had to talk with my family before and say, okay, we're going to like open the doors on all this. And if you're bashing me, which of course we've already had hate, I'm like, how could you be a hater on this? But you know, it's like you look at people and go, there's, there's people who hate Rachel Ray. Like who hates Rachel Ray? What has she done? You know, I mean, she like, she cooks, you know, I mean, there's just people, there's always going to be the haters. And so that's been really interesting because it's a very different project, but I've never gotten the response that I've seen from this. People literally have written in and said, you know, you've changed my whole life. I have hope again. I know what I can do now. And I was like, all right, keep going, keep going. going." That's what we really have to think about. Like if you're in a business right now thinking about, okay, how do I make money? Forget it. You know, you've got to go out in business and go, what am I going to do? What is the big impact that I'm going to have in the world. Because if you do that and you serve enough people, all the rest will take care of itself. Absolutely. Yes. That is like that, that, that ties it all together. And it's so true. And I, and all of your work has done that. Right. And now it's like, you're taking it to even the next level and in such a big way. So you have a a movie coming out. Like talk to me about that. I know. (laughs) It's crazy. You know what? So the, the, yes, we've just done the premiere. So the movie's out and it's going to be on public television, but we also do real, like you can, you can 
online. Um, I didn't really think this through, I'll tell you, and, but there's a, an interesting lesson in here. So I'm writing the book and I'm thinking, gosh, this is this, I thought writing the book would be kind of healing, but it wasn't. And then I have to, to do the audio book. So compounding it. And then I'm doing the movie and there's certain things in the story. Like I never knew where Grant was hit in the street, four blocks from my house. I didn't really want to know what that, like, I didn't want to know where it was. You know, I drive that street all the time, makes me anxious. So Nope, I have to go to the street. I have to get exactly where it was, watch the whole thing. I'm like, ugh, right? And I'm going through all of this and I'm thinking, wow, this is like, this is not healing. This is not cathartic. And now I'm going to be doing interviews. What was I thinking? But I set up this training program because I thought, okay, I've got to, if there was no reason to me to write the book and do the movie if I then couldn't teach people the lessons behind it. Because the book is a memoir, but it's really lessons on how you build your own mindset. Because the big takeaway is your mindset is a muscle, which means it's growing or it's going. And it ultimately will determine your whole life. Yes. Your whole life. So, so I start teaching this. And the next thing I know, I'm fine. Like, I can talk about the story and not not feel like I'm going to throw up. I can, I can go drive down the street. I'm okay. And what's also amazing is my kids are better because of all of it. Like I asked the other night we were sitting around the table talking and my young son, who's 19, they're 19 and 20. Now my 19 year old goes, you know, we are so much better from all of this. Uh. And my 20 year old, I looked at my 20 year old grant and I go, so grant, if you had the if you had the uh, choice, let's go back four and a half years to cross the street or not, what would you do? And he goes, oh, I'd cross the street. I'm better. I'm like, you know, it, but we can't see it in the middle of it. And that's what people have to really understand. I wasn't standing in the hospital going, we're going to be better because of this. Like, there's no way. I was in the hospital absolutely managing every minute and knowing that if I showed fear, if I fell down, he could die and we could be bankrupt. There was no time for that. So I had to absolutely use what I teach in this thing and what's in the book and in the program. I had to use those tools to keep myself going. And we have to use those tools every day. Every day I'm scared. Every day there's stuff that comes up that could take me down. And I'm no different than anybody else. We all have that stuff going on. We all look at someone else and think their life is perfect. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I used to be a personal trainer for super wealthy people, rock stars, all that stuff in L.A., and not one perfect life there. They all had the same crap we had, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just in bigger houses. That's yeah. all. No, <laughs> they, absolutely. They flew, flew private, but they had the same crap going on. Yeah. So, and you know. To, I mean, to be able to hear that from your sons, like it's it's one thing to build this un- unbelievable brand and, and amazing business that you've built. But to be able to sit around the dinner table with your sons and have that conversation, it's like put a bow on it because that is life. Like right there, that's it. Like how could you even ask for any more than that? Like to be in that moment like with them and feel yeah. that and have that conversation. It was – it was breathtaking. And then I, 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 both of them do a live training with me and <clears throat> we're in this live training and I'm interviewing them and they are basically sharing the lessons of what, you know, what all has gone on. And I'm like going, Oh my gosh, like this has, you've gotten it. Like That's this, it. clearly, clearly this mindset was in them all along. I mean, I had my 15 year old son look at a doctor and say, no, we're overruling you. We'll take those odds. Yeah. Like, yep. you know, I mean, 
we've had them. It's, it's in them. They're watching me. If you want to be a better boss, a better coach, a better parent, work on yourself, yes. upgrade your mindset because it will impact everybody around you. It's so true. That is beautiful. Thank you so much, JJ. Wow. So, so much everywhere. So the, is the program out yet? The Miracle Mindset program or is it coming out? Like how do people find out more about this? I know, I so, know there's listeners that want to get into this. <laughs> um, you can go to probably the best places, go to miraclemindset.com. The book is out, the movie is out and the program is out. And then, um, or jjvirgin.com <clears throat> and you can get more information on all of it. We are just, you know, relaunching the program out. We did a trial with 150 people and it was stunning what, what shifted. And again, what was so interesting is we were working on training their mindset. All of a sudden people were losing weight who were stuck in their weight. People's businesses started to get better. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I mean, I have a piece in there where we actually, once you've learned how to build your mindset, I said, all right, now we'll apply it and master it in these areas. But before they even did that, just changing your thinking will change every area of your life. And so if you're not where you want to be, it's not going to be another strategy that's going to shift it. If you, you've got to shift your mindset, that's the first step. Love it. it. It's so true. You're, I mean, that that is the centerpiece of everything. So, I mean, I think everything that you shared here today gives everyone an opportunity to reflect on where they are and what they're going through and realize that with the right mindset, with belief in yourself, you know, with caring for the future of your family, you can overcome anything, even if it seems impossible in the moment. So, JJ, I thank you so much for everything that you shared. This was unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Any last resource or key thing that you want to share with our listeners as we wrap up here? Yeah, I'll give you one of the simplest ways you can start to build resilience and shift your mindset that will take you literally a minute every morning and it can change everything for you. Because I always love, I like things that are based on science and simple shifts. And this is one that I did every day in the hospital because every morning I'd wake up, Kelly, and I'd kind of look around and I'd go, oh, yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a hotel room and my son's in a coma in the hospital bed down the street, you know, and be like, oh, God. And so I would get up, grab my journal sitting right next to me on the, on the little nightstand, and I'd write down at least three things I was grateful for. Yeah, that's it. Gratitude, I, I feel like it's the biggest thing that impacts your happiness in life. I, I, that's beautiful. Perfect. Well, JJ, you have shared so much with us. I want to thank you so much. Everyone listening, pick one thing that you heard JJ talk about here today and, and get started with it. It will absolutely begin to change your life. Thank you, JJ. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.